Joe, why did Mario eat so many mushrooms at the party? Why? He's a fun guy. Hey-o. Hey, this is Jacques. This is Joe. Welcome to Sideshow. Uh... You know, the only thing nerdier than two middle-aged guys sitting in a dank basement playing video games? Two nerdy middle-aged guys sitting in a dank basement talking about video games. And that is what everyone's in uh, in store for with this episode of Sideshow. This episode of Sideshow is all about Mario, but specific Mario. Specifically, the Super Mario series of games. Uh, and I think that's the only Mario that most people know is Super Mario. Uh, well, I mean, there's what maybe thirty games of Super Mario. About thirty variations of somewhere around there. Uh, when when did he? Do you know off the top of your head when did he go from being Mario to Super Mario? Well, Super Mario Brothers was his debut as Super Mario, and that was in 1985 um, when the game Super Mario Brothers was. Developed for the Nintendo Entertainment System in Japan. Uh, in Japan, it was called the Famicom or Family Computer. But everybody knows that. I'm preaching to the choir. Hello, Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I should ask if Biff had a one of those in Japan. Because I don't... Let's see. He No, he was, he was out of Japan by then. I think they moved to Toronto when he was 12. So that was probably Yeah, I mean, they had the, well, they had the Famicom... You're right. So they had the Famicom from 85 until whenever, you know, the early 90s. But anyways, let's talk about Super Mario and all the wonderful games in which his presence was graced. Uh, do you, off the top of your head, do you have a favorite? I'm going to have to say Super Mario Brothers 3. I'm old school. Why? Well, it's what I grew up with. It's um, It came out in 1990. It was... The best Super Mario Brothers game for the original Nintendo system, and it uh, introduced, or yeah, it introduced abilities for Mario that were not introduced before, like specifically the ability to fly. Um, in previous games, you know, you can only run. Um, I guess we can start. We can get into the details, or as we like to say, the into the weeds um, on these games. I don't know where that came from, but yeah. I, I, it's something I picked up online and i'm introduced into i like podcast. it it makes sense um so first of all let, let, let me backtrack a little bit when did uh, Mar uh luigi come into the picture uh he was introduced as um well that's actually before super mario brothers so mario let's get into the genesis of mario so please do so mario originally as a character not Super Mario, but the original Mario character was introduced in 1980 in the game called Donkey Kong, but he was known as Jumpman. And he was a bad guy. Right, and um, he was a bad guy. He was a bad, bad boy, ladies. So, <laughs> <laughs> But wasn't he like Donkey Kong's jailer? Basically, yeah. I mean, well, that's actually not true. It wasn't until Donkey Kong Jr. where he was the jailer of Donkey Kong, and you as Donkey Kong Jr. had to rescue your dad from the evil clutches of that fucker Mario. Okay, so that so in the first one, in Donkey Kong, he's a decent guy. Donkey yep. Kong Jr., he's... Uh, he's got the whip and everything. Like, he literally has a whip wow. that he keeps uh, Donkey Kong in check with. So anyways, Mario was the creation of Shigeru Miyamoto. God bless you. Gesundheit. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, Shigeru Miyamoto is the father of Luigi. I'm sorry, is the father of Mario and Luigi. Um, and he's he's still producing... To this day, the, the Super Mario, like all, almost every single Mario game is under the tutelage of, of Shigeru Miyamoto. It, it, do, do you think it's uh, it 
he's punching the clock and going to the office and really his hands are, are in this? Or do you think it's a Stanley cameo in every oh, Marvel movie? No, he's hands-on. He's pretty hands-on. Like, he's... He's all about the quality control. He he's he, you see him now being interviewed. Um, good luck understanding him, but <laughs> no, but you see him now being interviewed on various uh, you know websites. Um, whenever a new Mario game is in development, he'll be there and 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 get really in depth about what's new about this new Mario game and what they did to change it from the previous Mario game and all sorts of shit. But anyways, but but is he? Um no, seriously. This, this. I'm, it sounds like a, a joking question, but seriously, how effed up is the dude to oversee some of the stuff that Mario has? Because, like, honestly, you eat this mushroom, you can now fly. You eat this, and you can do that. I mean, it's like how much like drug paraphernalia. I mean, it, and One. if this guy, if this guy was huge in the eighties, <laughs> I'm, I'm seriously, when, when drugs were a currency. I know it's a, it's a funny thing to think about. Yeah, you, you take a mushroom and then you grow, or you take a mushroom and you get an extra life, or whatever. Um, but let, I'll get into you the can fly, man. Yeah, you can fly. Yeah, well, you can't really fly with a mushroom. You Shut have to get a, a leaf that turns you into raccoon Mario, and that's that would to get back to your question about why Super Mario Brothers three was my favorite game. It's because you had all these abilities in Super Mario Brothers three that you didn't have in the original Super Mario Brothers. But I guess let me go down the list. So I made a list of every I being the internet, made a list of every Super Mario game that's been released from nineteen eighty five up to the upcoming uh Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, I'll just go right down the. Or you can you can sort of steer the ship. You got the list. No, in no, front no. Of you. This is good. I mean, my, my question is okay. So Super Mario Brothers was that the first time Luigi was in a game? Oh, I'm sorry, the Luigi question. So Luigi was introduced actually as part of Mario Brothers, which was the arcade game where you have Mario in the red, you know, jumpsuit and Luigi in the green jumpsuit, and they would you would be it was like a two player co op game where uh, it was like a one-screen platform, like a classic arcade game, and you jump onto the different platforms, and you have to hit the enemies from below the platforms. But no, Luigi was introduced well into, like, I think 1981 was when Mario Brothers was released. So uh, Super Mario Brothers brought over Luigi, but there was no co-op gameplay. Basically, Luigi was player two. So you couldn't play as Luigi unless you were the second okay. player, a.k.a. the bitch seat. So... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so Super Mario Brothers was the killer app for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, it helped that it came out alongside the Nintendo Entertainment System. It's not like the Nintendo Entertainment System was out there for three years and then all of a sudden, oh, we got this great game called Super Mario Brothers. Whoa, sales went through the roof. No, this is the game that it came packaged with a lot of this Nintendo Entertainment System sold in the U.S., um, it was also probably the game that helped save the video game industry in the United States in 1984-85, um, well, 1985 in America, because by that point, uh, the game industry had been kind of dead in the water because of all of the uh, oversaturation of shitty subpar video games from uh, Intellivision, ColecoVision, Atari, um, and, you know, the video game market had been fed up by that point in America. Did E.T. kill? Was E.T. the crash E.T. E. was pretty close. He was pretty close. And I would say Pac-Man for the Atari. It might have been that. It might have been the, the killer. But that's another story. So Super Mario Brothers came packaged with most Nintendo Entertainment Systems uh, in 1985. 
it opened up a universe for video game players because by at that point a lot of games had been single screen or you know sometimes in games like Pitfall for the Atari you'd have um, you know like a scrolling what level. one bonus level that you could or you sneak ha- into right or you'd have like you know you'd have the scrolling screen where you can like sort of backtrack and go back and forth and you kind of have a larger screen in which to play but nothing like Mario Brothers where you had a soundtrack like a killer soundtrack and by killer i mean it got stuck in your head because you were five years old and you're playing this over and over that that runs through to today i mean there was a a little while ago i forget what game came out but like it uh the the new mario kart 8 and target the target by us and other targets had the front doors that you know you go through one set of double doors and then the other set. And as you came through the first set of double doors, it's straight get the din, din, din. like the, <laughs> and, and the Mario Kart start music and the Mario Kart cart was there and then it, it had all the sound effects. I mean, so sound and sound design it has always been baked with them. Yeah, so that's what really pushed this uh, video game market into a new l- territory is that you had uh, different sounds for different levels. You know, you had the, the above world theme, the do 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 do, and then you had the underworld theme, the do 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 do. Which, which to sidebar for a second, um, you know, Joe's oldest, who is my kid's piano teacher, gave them a uh, a Mario soundbook, and that's something that they actually, you know, started to learn their chops on is the Mario soundbook, and it's like the you know, and, and the old my oldest one really liked the underwater one, and it was. It was it was actually kind of cool when he turned a corner with it, and it actually sounded like oh somebody left the game on in the other room. Right. Yeah. And then we could thank uh, Koji Kondo, uh, the composer of the Mario music. But yeah. So well, I'll just I'm gonna kind of breeze through this list. I really do want to get through all these games and at least touch upon most of them. So uh, from Mario One, we move on to Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels in 1986. So this is where the Super Mario Brothers Two story starts. So Super Mario Brothers Two in Japan was basically a true sequel to Super Mario Brothers 1. It looked the same, it sounded it, it literally had the same music um, with some new mechanics put into place and it also had a lot a much 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 higher difficulty level than the original game. So much so that when it was tested in the US by Nintendo of America, Howard Phillips who was the, one of the um, head Nintendo guys in the United States he would test a lot of the Japanese games that they were thinking of importing to the United States. And when he tested Super Mario Brothers 2, he said, this is impossible. Like, I can't get past level one. Like, this is really friggin' hard. And I don't think kids are going to... Like, this is for, like, advanced... This is 30 years before competitive gaming. Exactly, right. So this is, like, for, you know... Okay, we just got people back into video games. Let's alienate them all. Right, right. So... Nintendo said no. Nintendo of America specifically said no. We cannot release this in the United States because it's going to kill the market. Nobody, it'd be, we're going to get. It's just too hard. So what the uh, Nintendo of Japan did was that they adapted this game called Doki Doki Panic, and it was a game where you had four characters, and it was it's sort of like a like Arabian kind of setting. Um, but what they did was they just appropriated those four characters from that game and turned them into Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess Peach. And they all had special abilities. Like Mario could, uh, he was like the everyman. He had the right, the average abilities. Luigi could jump high. Uh, Toad was fast. Uh, he could pull up those the, the 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 he could pull up objects faster. Princess Peach could float. It was hot. Oh, super! <laughs> but she could float. Um, so they all had special abilities. And 
the aesthetics were much different than the original. Whereas the original Super Mario Brothers two in Japan looked identical to the old blocky Super Mario Brothers uh, from 1985. Super Mario Brothers two that we got in the U.S. was more cartoony. Like you know, they started to have more distinct facial features between Mario and Luigi. Where it wasn't just sort of a palette swap. You know, you could see that one looked leaner than the other, uh, probably because he didn't sit on his ass all day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, meatballs. Exactly right. Get off your ass. Mario. Mario, but it also was the only game in which Bowser was not the bo- the boss, like King Koopa. The the, the end boss was, was his character named Wart. Um, it was like a giant frog character, and it was a weird kind of um, setting because they had appropriated the game from another source. It wasn't developed exclusively from scratch uh, by Miyamoto. So at the end of the game, spoilers, it's all a dream. And Mario, you know, you see Mario waking up from his dream, and you see him like just it, like the TV show Dallas. It's just like you no know one shot Jr. Right, just like Newhart. Spoiler. <laughs> it's just like Newhart. Best ending ever, by the ever. way. Ever. No argument. Yeah. So uh, then we move on to Super Mario Brothers Three, my favorite game in Japan. It is actually released in '88, the same time we got Super Mario Brothers Two, but in the U.S. we got it in 1990. I remember coming out, and it was a big, 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 big deal. It came out like in March of 1990, and I think it was the best-selling game for this the Nintendo Entertainment System because a it was previewed in the game in the movie from 1989, The Wizard with Fred Savage about the kid who wants to go to uh, the video game championships in California. You've never seen the movie, but it's a great shitty movie it's like one of those great shitty kind of like it's almost like the last starfighter kind of you know video that's game. a great movie right period. right but uh so it's a but in the at, at the video game championships at the, uh, the the final act of the movie the the game that all the competitors have to play to win the championship is super mario brothers 3 which the united states hadn't seen at that time so like as a kid you're like oh my god super mario brothers 3 this is the fucking future how do they see into the future we don't have this game but they're playing it in the movie so that psyched us up as kids for the release of this game coming out, you know, the, the following spring. And, uh, yeah, so Super Mario Brothers 3, multi-levels, like you had eight worlds. Each world was distinct. You had a grass world. You had a desert world. You had an ice world. You had this world and that world. You had multiple power-ups where you could fly as Raccoon Mario by grabbing a leaf. Um, you could be a Hammer Brothers you could have uh, the Tanuki suit, which was like this very Japanese thing. It's a, it's like, it's almost like a furry. He was a furry, okay? <laughs> Mario was a furry for a couple so, of... So the Japanese were ahead on the furry trend, too. I think they were trailblazers. They really yes. are. God bless them. Uh, but, God bless them. Uh, yeah, so, so that uh, probably regarded by my generation as the greatest Super Mario Brothers game and, and many, many people's favorites. Hold um, on. You, you throw that in now, start to finish. How long does it take you to beat the game? Um, I know the quickest half an hour. Did you get through eight levels? Well, I know the warp zones. Oh, oh. let me. Oh, the, 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 if it, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> like Super, me, <laughs> Super Mario Brothers is known for their warp zone levels or their warping abilities. So if you find secret pipes, you can go. You don't have to go linear to world one, world two, world three. You can warp from world one to world four if you find the correct warp pipes. So if you know what you're doing and you know like where all the in in Mario Three, there aren't warp pipes. There are warp whistles that you find on an over. It, it, it gets a little convoluted, but basically, if you find the warp whistle, uh, you can be taken to uh, a, a part, you know, a secret screen in which you can go to 
uh, a future world where you can go from world two to world six or something like that. So you can warp ahead. So, so, so 19, 1990, there's no YouTube with all these cheat websites that show you all this stuff. How did you figure this out? Nintendo Power! You get the power from Nintendo Power Magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't know about Nintendo... So behind you, I have a shitload of Nintendo Power Magazines. Never, never ask again why I love you. Just, just don't. <laughs> just, it's right, no, it's right there. Yeah, exactly. That's it, right there. Yeah, That's it. It. So, of course uh, you have. You know about it, and you have it, and it's awesome. Right, so I have... Anybody who was anybody back in the day would subscribe to Nintendo Power Magazine because that's where you get all the secret tricks and tips for all the hot Nintendo games. Yes, it was published by Nintendo, and it only focused only on Nintendo games, but that's hence Nintendo Power. But it was very in-depth. It did give you information that you couldn't find elsewhere because there was no internet. Right. Um, and that's actually what kind of killed Nintendo Power. They've stopped uh, production, and uh, I think their last publication was... Jeez, 2010, 2012, I don't know, I forget. But uh, they don't make Nintendo Power Magazine anymore because you don't need Nintendo Power Magazine anymore. But yeah, so that's where you would find out those types of tricks. And actually, the warp whistle is highlighted in the movie The Wizard in that scene. He uses the warp whistle. I don't know how he found it because he didn't have it. He didn't have Nintendo Power. He wouldn't never played that game before. Let's hope it's on Apple TV so I can catch up. Um, so then we jump ahead to 1989 and the introduction of the Game Boy. Oh, this is the first Super Mario game that was not developed by Shigeru Miyamoto. It was actually developed by Gunpei Yokoi, who was the father of the of the Game Boy. Like he created. For, for the record, he is not reading this off the internet. He does not have a cheat card in front of him. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, fake news. <laughs> I, I, I I mean I know who Gunpei Gunpei Yokoi was. Um, but not until, like, kind of recently. I'm sorry. I didn't grow up going, oh, yeah, Gunpei Yokoi. Of course he developed the Game Boy and created Super Mario Land. Doesn't everybody know that? We but, do now. So because Gunpei Yokoi was developing the handheld system for Nintendo, Nintendo wanted Gunpei Yokoi to develop a Mario game for this new system that they were developing. It was a departure. It was sort of the same platforming mechanics, but it was a bit blocky. You know, kind of underpowered for the system. It had great music, but the um, the mechanics were weird. Kind of a weird game. It's kind of the black sheep of the lineage, but it's still a, a decent game. But, it, you know, when you're on a road trip and you're 10 and you, and you have a Game Boy on you and you have Mario on the fucking road with you, you're going to love it no matter what. So it is what it is. But it doesn't kind of stand the test of time. Like if you play it now, it's a little eh. Well, let's take a road trip and find out. I mean, road trip. Now we go to the Super Nintendo era, 1990s Super Mario World. It's Super, well, okay, 1991 in America. It was 90, 1990 in Japan. These dates that I have in front of me are all Japanese dates. So, because they get everything first because they're so cool. But anyways, so Super Mario Brother, uh, Super Mario World was the pack-in title for the Super Nintendo to be released in the United States. It was a big holiday, you know, seller kind of thing. That, too, is, like, probably... I think that's almost like a Sophie's Choice. Like, you know, if one of the, if two of them were in a lifeboat and one of them you had to save Super Mario Brothers 3 or Super Mario World, which one would you save? Super Mario World improved graphics, improved soundtrack, improved gameplay. Kind of a big improvement upon Super Mario Brothers 3 overall. Is that because of the like the technology was exactly better? Right. right? The technology was better. It had high, you know, you had larger capacities on the the cartridges. 
And I still have a flying ability from Mario, except he wears a cape instead of the the leaf that turns you into a raccoon, which, of course, raccoons fly all the time in my neighborhood. Doesn't everybody's raccoons fly? Well, the flying squirrel from Rocky and Oh, yeah, Winkle, right, all right. But, uh, and, but an interesting thing about this is that you, all the bosses of the, of the worlds were children of Bowser or King Koopa. All of, these, all of his kids were named uh, after musicians, like... Uh, Ludwig, after Ludwig von Beethoven, Iggy, Iggy Pop. Yes, um, really. Yeah, there was a, and there's actually an enemy called Reznor, Trent Reznor. That's awesome. Yeah, so like, um, that's but, awesome. Uh, and I can't say all musicians because they had one that was like um, um, Morton Cooper Jr. Not know? after Morton Downey Jr. Yes. Are you kidding yes. me? Yes. Yes. Wow. Right. Very dated. Very early nineties. Yeah. Just take check it out. It, uh, you know, of course you're going to check that. You don't have to check it out because you lived it because you're uh, just like me, right? Everybody's played these games. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. But moving back to the Game Boy in 92, you have Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Great game. Looked worlds beyond the original Mario Land game for the Game Boy. This one was developed by Miyamoto, I believe. It had that same kind of aesthetic like that you got in the other Mario games where Mario looked like Mario. He didn't look like some fucking, you know, Picasso version of Mario. It just had improved gameplay, um, exploration, soundtrack, uh, fun game all around. I don't want to get... And I think that was the introduction of Wario in Six Golden Coins. See, I, I, Wario's new in my world, and I, out of nowhere, so, so the little guy was in kindergarten. This is like... Four years ago, and I don't know where he had even heard of Wario, but he got a Wario um, Halloween costume. Yeah. And, and just, you know, just to let anyone know who doesn't know, um, Halloween costumes were a year-round thing. Like, it's just the boys have just phased out of that, but he wore that Wario thing year, and I had no idea who he was. Yeah, he was like, you know, like the, I don't know, just like the, uh, the nemesis of Mario. In the in the six golden coins game, he was like the final boss, but um, yeah, he was like the anti Mario, but not really. They got they weren't related. But actually, I missed one point about Super Mario World that I want to touch upon. It was the introduction of the character Yoshi, Yoshi the dinosaur. Right. Yes, uh, Mario would uh, crack an egg in Mario World, release Yoshi from the egg, ride him like the rented mule that he was, and um, got him to eat fruit by extending his tongue. I think by punching him in the back of the head. So. I, I, hey man, the Japanese—they're not known for their animal rights and <laughs> uh, the ethical treatment of animals. But um, I just wanted to make sure that we touched upon that Yoshi was introduced in Mario World. So I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, or I'm just a, li- I'm a little horrified. To I <laughs> keep on being horrified because there's more to come. So <laughs> we'll move on to Mario All Stars real quick. Mario All Stars was the Super Nintendo remake of the first three Mario games for the Nintendo Entertainment System, and it also introduced the U.S. to the super-hard original Mario 2 that wasn't released in America. Oh, they circled back and said, okay, these pussies might be up to speed now. Yeah. Let's see if... And it was also something... It was like a it was like a selling point. It was like, you know, why am I going to buy these three games over again for the Super Nintendo just because they look better? Oh, you're adding a game that we've never played before? Great. And it was called The Lost Levels. And yeah, it's just it's hard as fuck. And I you know, I can't I've beaten it once, but I cheated. I played it on my computer and you have the ability on my computer program to rewind if you fuck up. Oh. So I was just constantly rewinding and you know, you know, I, I don't I don't um 
I don't go out much. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. This is my this is my Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Mario. I, was, I don't think sadder words have ever been uttered <laughs> in the English language. This is my Coachella. We 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 we've said some pretty sad things. We've set the bar low, uh, and it's gonna be you know set a little lower. Put the shovel down. Stop digging. Holes deep enough. <laughs> we've had bedrock. Let's all climb in it together and call it a life. But uh, all right, I'll zip through this. So. Uh, yeah, Mario All-Stars, great. Mario all <coughs> Super no, no, Don't just, get, like, Mario well, All-Stars. Well, I mean, what's the highlight of it? What, you no, know? The, the highlight of Mario All-Stars was the Lost Levels that, you know, wasn't released in the U.S. Everything else was just like, you know, oh, it looks better. Um, you know, it sounds a little bit better, but it plays just like the original games. You know, nothing's really changed. It was just sort of an all-in-one kind of pack. Uh, but Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and... We still punching Yoshi in the back of the head? Well, this time you are Yoshi. Okay. So this is kind of, they call it Super Mario. How do you like it? <laughs> exactly. Well, in here, Yoshi has to, it's, a, it's an escort mission. You have to rescue, you have to escort baby Mario to its, his destination or something like that. But the thing about this game is that if you're carrying Mario, oh, little baby Mario is riding on the back of Yoshi. But if you get hit as Yoshi and Mario's on your, little baby Mario's on your back and he, he, you lose him, he floats away in a bubble and you have to catch him to get, but, okay, I've but seen you play it. This is the game, but the what irritates probably most players about this game is because when you lose baby Mario and he floats away, there's like a little timer that runs down where you have like 20 seconds to get him before you lose a life on the game. He is crying like a real baby. Oh. So there's just like a... Gut-wrenching. And then you punch it in the back of the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's probably the one downside to that game, but... It's a fantastic game. It's a, I've never beaten it. It's a really like deep game. It's kind of long. No, you said it, it's an escort mission? Right. Because when I think escort mission, I think Craigslist. hey Okay. Um, so, yeah. So now we're going to go to the Super Ni- uh, the, from the Super Nintendo onto the Nintendo 64 with Super Mario 64. This is the first 3D Mario game. This was, I think we talked about this in the podcast earlier before we started recording the podcast. You mentioned the, this sort of being... In your eyes, a game changer, right? Because well, like th- that's why they threw sixty-four into the title mm-hmm. of it because people were like, "That's not possible." Yes, it was a sixty-four bit system, and uh, yeah, it wasn't the only game from the Nintendo sixty-four library to have the number sixty-four attached to the end of it. No, but ju- but just the whole sixty-four thing when they advertised the sixty-four that, bit. Yeah, this is a sixty-four bit because, like you said, I mean, the thirty-two it almost went from like sixteen right. to sixty-four. Thirty-two was around for just a short period of time. Right, and this it, is yeah, it was something that Nintendo never really got into that means 32-bit you think of um uh disc-based systems like the playstation or the sega saturn um which playstation you know where are they now you know (laughs) never heard of right sony (laughs) poor sony they're they're, they're out selling them at kb toys right now (laughs) (laughs) but um but child world (laughs) yes yeah mr fun mr mr big's toyland yeah uh super mario 64 first 3d platformer another great soundtrack a lot of new characters, a lot of new mechanics, uh, you know, sliding, and um, it took them from the 2D side-scrolling genre to the 3D exploration, and you can backtrack, like you can play multiple, like, different missions in each world. When, when could you start saving games? Um, I would say... Have we no, hit that oh, no, yet? Yeah, yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry, we, I probably should have mentioned that. So, in Mario World was the first time you can actually save your progress okay. for the Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Yeah, like, the, for all the Nintendo... Original three Mario Brothers games, you'd have to like play it 
until you beat it. You shut the system off, you're, you're done. Dead. Yeah, over. there's no passwords. Like, fuck you. In Super Mario World, you could actually save your progress. So, yeah, thank you. That is a good point that you can actually save your progress in Mario World and same with Yoshi's Island and same with Super Mario 64. And, uh, yeah, so 64 had... You know, you could fly, you could do all... It was a, a fantastic game, and you could do it all in 3D. You know, you collect coins, but then you can collect special red coins, and, you know, there's no, like, linear path to go um, to, uh, to, to to beat the game. You don't have to play all the levels. You don't have to be a completionist and get all the stars. Like, every time you beat a mission, you collect a star, and with a certain number of stars, after you amass a certain number of stars, you can open another door and then get on to the next level. Um, so there's like multiple varying paths. And this was the first time they did that? Kind of. Yeah, I'm not real. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, it's the first time that they introduced like, you know, the star collecting aspect, I believe. But um, yeah, you know, it's a, it, and, they, and they remade it. I'll just skip ahead. They remade Super Mario 64 in 2004 for the Nintendo DS called Super Mario 64 DS. In the original Mario 64, you could only play as Mario. Whereas in the DS version, you could play as luigi you could play as wario for some fucking reason and you can play as yoshi i believe um so they they opened it up more when they re-released it and remade it for the ds um but getting back to the console version so now super mario 64 was the only super mario game released for the nintendo 64 system so we'll jump ahead to 2002 uh the nintendo gamecube and super mario sunshine um this may be the black sheep of the console versions of Super Mario Brothers because I don't know it, it's a it's it's the same kind it's a it, it's a 3D game like Super Mario 64 much better graphics um, fun soundtrack you know very deep gameplay it has a mechanic called the flood system where you put on this jetpack called Flood F L U D D and you have your mission in Mario Sunshine is that you are vacationing. Your you, Mario and his gang are vacationing, and they're going to this place called Delfino Island. And um, when you get there, the residents put Mario on trial. Why? Because of a mistaken identity. Somebody bearing Mario's resemblance has basically defecated all over the island with like the slimy kind of graffiti. And they basically say, "Well, this guy that looks like Mario." Um, splooged all over our island, and we want him to clean it up. And then, so that's your mission: is your mission is to clean up this toxic waste that this enemy Mario that you'll later discover is somebody. I don't. I, honestly, I've never beaten this game, so I can't say for sure where. So we're gonna halt here. We're gonna get out the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's Super Mario. Well, Super Mario Sunshine is, you know, it, it's a frustrating game. It's a lot of like. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. There's a difficulty level that you sort of hit a wall. And you can't really get past it. I mean, at least I couldn't. Um, and you have this sort of, yeah, this weird jetpack where you're spraying water. I never really actually mentioned what the jetpack did. This jetpack allows Mario to spray water all over the place to clean up the mess that this other being had left behind all over this island. But it also allows you to, like, jetpack up, you know, and fly into the sky. And, you know, it's it's fun, but it's just, like, it, it's, it's irritating. For some reason, it's irritating. It's not, it's not altogether uh, fun. See opinion. now, if the jetpack didn't fit, you must have quit. So I guess because <laughs> he didn't have the right uh, you know, legal he, representation, he needed uh, Johnny Cochran. You're right. Um, so all right, we'll get off of that, and then we'll get on to. Um, we're running, you know, way past on time here. But where, I, where are you going? I know where. Well, I want. I don't want to hold these people up. They have lives. <laughs> they 
they're driving in their car. They bought they, their they, tickets. They knew what they were getting into. <laughs> so, um, I'll kind of gloss over the, the the Super Mario Advance game. Super Mario Advance were the re-releases and remakes for the Game Boy Advance portable handheld system the, in the, like the early 2000s. Now we get on to the Wii. New Super Mario Brothers. I'm sorry, that's not the Wii, stupid. That's a DS game. So New Super Mario Brothers for the DS was a return to form for the Super Mario Brothers franchise. They'd gone into the 3D world, and they've not released a platforming game, an original platforming game, in the original Super Mario Brothers style until New Super Mario Brothers was released for the DS. And that it was a fantastic game, a great soundtrack, obviously. But, um, you know, you had new power-ups, um, you could play as different characters, and it also launched a new series for 2D Mario. So now you have the 3D Mario series of games that you'll get for, like, the consoles, um, but then you'll also... If you want to just do regular 2D platforming like the classic Super Mario games, you can go to the new Super Mario Brothers linear series of games. So now we're going off into the galaxy a long time ago. The galaxy far, far away. For the Wii, in 2007, we were introduced to Super Mario Galaxy. It's a 3D platformer, uh, just like all the other 3D Mario games. But this time, you're exploring different planets... And each planet is unique, and, and, and Galaxy is unique. And also, the, it introduces a new uh, physics mechanic where you're now no longer just, like, exploring a 3D land. You're traversing even, like, these little micro-orb planets that have their own gravitational pull. So you can run on top of the planet, and you can run below the planet, and, you know, kind of just do a complete 360 on the planet's surface. Sometimes these galaxies have multiple planets that you can jump from little planet to planet within the galaxy. And so it introduced an interesting new gameplay mechanic. Um, but now this is, was this the first Wii yes. Mario game? How different was the controllers? Was this the little, like the one hand controller and then you would have the, what do you call that? The like, nunchuck. The nunchuck. Yeah, you have to have both and going actually, at once? Yeah, so this required the nunchuck to play with the Wii, with the Wii remote. But it was very intuitive, actually, because you would hold the nunchuck if you're right-handed. You typically hold the nunchuck in your left hand, and you hold the Wii remote in your right hand. And the nunchuck would have the little uh, analog controller that would control Mario. But, uh, you know, if you shook the nunchuck, it would perform an action, like it would perform like a punching action or something like that. And if you wanted to jump, you just press the A button on the Wii remote. If you wanted to do a spinning jump, you jump, press the A button on the Wii remote shake the Wii remote while mid in midair and it would do a double jump. So it was very intuitive. It was it was like surprisingly easy to pick up and and figure out. It wasn't cumbersome. It wasn't it didn't feel foreign. And that's kind of where Nintendo kind of excels as far as their game design goes is that they want it to be as fucking simple as possible to scare away as few people as possible from playing their games. Well, it, it is amazing, you know, when, when you know at the mall the other day the boys were playing um it was one of those dance videos like they just had set up. In the, and it's amazing how with those little controllers, they can tell if you've done the right hand movement. You know, and, and it yeah. is. It's, al it's always amazed me like how. But, okay, so that's the first Wii. Wii. Yes. One. Okay. And then so then we, uh, we move on to 2009 where we had the new Super Mario Brothers 2D game on the DS previously. Now we have the Wii version, new Super Mario Brothers Wii. 
Uh, it's not the same game. It's a brand new game, but the same 2D old school Mario platforming magic. And then uh, after that, you have new Super Mario. I'm sorry, Super Mario Galaxy 2 in 2010, which was. Um, and is that is that picks up where the 2007 one leaves off? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, is I it, mean, is it a real sequel or yeah. is it a, just a different version of the? No, it's a, I mean it's a sequel. They have a, they, they all have storylines, and I I'm not going to get into the, all the the too many of the storylines, but. Um, yeah, it just basically picks up where the old one left off, and it introduces new galaxies and new characters. Um, same kind of gameplay. Same kind of gameplay, probably refined to its 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 finest points. And it also introduces Yoshi, and not it reintroduces Yoshi uh, as a playable character in a, a console game. Do you have to punch him? And how can you punch him? <laughs> uh, two two part question. They, do you have to punch him to make him do stuff? <laughs> and can you punch him if you just want to punch him? Right. Uh, yes and yes. No, so it's uh, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, Yoshi has his own abilities. Like if he gobbles up, um, he eats fruits and stuff to like uh, help him give him more different abilities. Like he can uh, spit fire with some one ability. There's one ability that the one if he eats a pepper, he'll run faster, that kind of thing. So uh, Carnival personnel... Sideshow would like to let all children know eating fruits and vegetables will give you super strength and power. <laughs> and that's the one more to grow. you know. <laughs> that's one to grow on. <laughs> okay, Super Mario 3D Land in 2011 was. That's when my guys jumped on. Yeah, the 3D Land. I think that came out. Super Mario Brother 3D Land. <laughs> 3D Land was, I believe it came out for the Nintendo. 3DS, right, Joe? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. It was like a... Uh, it wasn't a 2D platformer like this new Super Mario Brothers games. This was like a, a, a... Almost like a Super Mario 64 3D adventure. You know, he had 3D platforming. Um, but you could play as multiple characters. Um, I know I'm saying the same thing over and over again about playing as multiple characters. But it was more goodness. More Super Mario can, goodness. In any of these games, can you ever be the bad guy? Can you ever be Koopa? No, not yet. I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll just kind of breeze through this. So then you have, uh, in 2012, you have New Super Mario Bros. 2 and for the 3DS and New Super Mario Bros. U for the Nintendo Wii U system. Is, that, is 2000, okay, so the Wii, the Wii comes out in 07? We came out in 05. Oh, okay. But the yeah. first but the first Mario game wasn't until 07. Exactly, right. So they took a, they, sometimes they launch with the tight with the game um, with a system and sometimes like um, like with the Super that, Mario That's a Galaxy. pretty long jump between coming out and Yeah, but they had like a Zelda game to kind of tide people over and and, so, and and then so it's a 5-year window between the Wii and the Wii U. Pretty much. Yeah. And then the Wii U didn't sell hot because it was kind of confusing. Um, it was kind of a, you know, Marketing, they kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit because a lot of people thought that the Wii U was an add-on to the original Wii. Right, uh, guilty yourself included, or yourself included. Yeah, you know, because we did. We we ended up getting a bunch of Wii Wii games. Like, uh, what was it? The 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 littles guy went through this Indiana Jones phase, and yeah. there was these Lego Indiana Jones things for the Wii. The Wii, yeah. that when the Wii U came out, I ended up getting online and got them, and then put them in. It's like, what do you mean these won't work? You know? Right. So, um, all right. So we have New Super Luigi U came out in 2013. That was a, originally a download only title, and that's where you play New Super Mario U, but as Luigi. And I think you play it 
whereas Mario Brothers, say the Mario game went from the screen went from left to right. You would go from right to left, the kind of thing. Like it was the same world, but you played it in reverse. I think. Is, is this the first Luigi title? No, the first Luigi title was Luigi's Mansion, which was a launch title for the GameCube. Uh, so that came out in two thousand one. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's because we we have that on the Wii U. They re, they redid it for the Wii I U think at you're one right. point. I think so. Yeah. Oh, they have it on the DS too. I don't know. It, it gets yeah. they do. They, we have it on the DS. That's the and, sequel. That's for the and then 3DS. we then we got it for the Wii U. So we have it on both. Right. Yeah. So it, it gets a little. It, it's like a clusterfuck because it gets all kind of money. When, when does it become? Because I know at one point the kids on the compound we could have a bunch of people playing once. It was a game, a Mario Chase game. Am I jumping ahead? Where there was a. There was all these Mario games in one where yeah. you could have a Mario Chase, and you could have up to I want to say six people. Oh, I think they were. There were also it. Mario Party games. There was like a, that's like a board game kind of thing. I don't know. There, there's so many Mario games. Like, okay, so I won't. Yeah, this is you. Okay. yeah, this is all the Super Mario games. So I'm I was trying to like uh, limit it to no, my bad. <laughs> it's always your bad. <laughs> And it will be. <laughs> you, you understand your role. I understand my role. Right. Um, so yeah. So uh, we'll kind of wrap it up. Uh, where I'll just talk about um, Super Mario Maker came out for the Wii U. That was the first level creator. That's kind of like, oh my god, I can make my own Mario level. Like for nerds everywhere. Is that what they play upstairs a lot when I when we see them making their own levels? Yeah, that's the Super Mario Maker. Okay. Yeah, that actually that they they, rele- they released that for the Nintendo Wii U, and they may released a version for the Nintendo 3DS. But the Wii U version was more popular because a it was more intuitive, and b you could save and post your levels for and challenge people oh, online nice. to play your levels. Um, I, I think I saw one of the boys watching a, one of the YouTubers is Marco Player yeah, and was Markiplier. playing Markiplier. Markiplier! Apologies. Uh, but he was playing... He'll have you killed if you don't pronounce his name right. I, I believe that. I literally, those YouTubers have that power. Uh, he was playing People's Posted... Mario levels. And some of them were just apps. Some of them were like, how quickly can I kill you? Exactly. Right, right. The first thing that happens is like you're dropped in and then like you land on a bed of spikes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, oh, it's like, oh, I have to press left immediately from being dropped. Yeah, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, so a lot of those, it was fun. And, 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 uh, but that's no, there's no story. There's no ending to that game. This is just, uh, yeah, you could, what do you call it? A sandbox game. Exactly. It's a, it's a level creator game, and you can build your own levels, and you can create them in the original Mario Brothers style for the Nintendo. Uh, no, is it the, the original Super Mario style, the Super Mario Brothers 3 style, and then the new Super Mario Brothers style, and the Super Mario World style. So there's like four styles that you can kind of emulate and uh, create levels for. And then they also introduced like new power-ups and new weaponry and all that shit. So it, it, it's, it's, it's great. It, it is a kind of a big sandbox game for like the, the people who have grown up with these games for 30 years finally can like, you know, live out their dreams and realize how difficult it is to make a, a really good super... This fucking sucks. I, I got to do work and level design. And well, I'm, not, you know, I'm not, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto. And then the other one is uh, Super Mario Run, which was Nintendo's kind of real first honest-to-goodness dive into the mobile gaming industry. I mean, granted, they had the portable gaming industry like on lockdown with their Game Boys and DSs, but they never really wanted to develop an app for iOS devices and Android devices until they 
reached a sort of an agreement <laughs> with Apple or something, and they developed Super Mario Run for the Nintendo. Oh, I'm sorry, for your iOS device, and I think maybe Android as well. Um, it's a game where Mario's always running, and you, you tap on the screen to make him jump off of walls and over obstacles, and you collect coins and that sort of thing. Um, and it's fun. It's like a fun kind of breezy, not a lot of st- not not bogged down with storylines or anything like that. You just sort of like com- you're competing in these 2D levels, like the classic Super Mario Brothers levels, and you're just sort of collecting. You're on, it's a it's a collectathon, and you're sort of like trying to hit benchmarks, and then. Once you hit those benchmarks, you can unlock further levels. And that's the first phone game. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people thought Pokemon Go was Nintendo's first phone game, you know, but it wasn't really developed by Nintendo. It was developed by another company. Um, Nintendo just sort of licensed the Pokemon name to that game. But this is Nintendo's first, like, ground up. Like, they developed this game for the platform. And then we'll end on the upcoming Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch. And from the looks of it, they have previews of it online. I'm actually like excited for this thing in this new game because it's a 3D game. It looks beautiful. Mario traverses, you know, he he goes to different levels and different um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Different environments. Like he, it's weird. He'll he's in a uh, a New York City kind of environment with real people like real people like like people that look like actual people but he's mario like he's like a weird kind of cartoon version of a person in this realistic uh world but the 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 selling point for this game i think is the ability for mario's cap which has been named cappy uh, and, and has been given googly eyes now um the cap itself can be thrown by mario and used as a platform and to like just sort of hover in midair like a frisbee that just sort of hovers and then retract and then comes and boomerangs back to him. But while it's hovering, you can jump on it to go to the other you know platforms. But it can also be used as a weapon. But the thing about this is that you can possess souls with this cap. You can. Th- We're getting a little dark. <laughs> yes. So basically, long story short, I keep saying that like Katana's sword from uh, from Suicide Squad. It 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 when she kills somebody with the sword, the sword retains the soul of the person that was killed with it. This one's not as dark as that. You're not actually killing the beings. What you're doing is... Just that taking their soul. You're, you're, you're borrowing. So you're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is you throw the cap onto an enemy, and then Mario inhabits that enemy. So now like you throw like your cap onto, like say, a Bullet Bill character, which is the, the bullet that flies through. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw the cap onto the Bullet Bill, and then Mario becomes Bullet Bill. And then, like you're you're controlling the the character, and you're like flying through the air as the enemy. And it's it's there's a part in the trailer where he goes to this uh, prehistoric era, and there's a a photorealistic dinosaur like from Jurassic Park. You throw the cap on the dinosaur, you're a fucking dinosaur. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it's not out yet. No, it's coming out uh, at the end of Christmas October. Really? Okay. No, at the end of October. So um, yeah, it's October. 27th is when it comes out. I'm considering pre-ordering it. I don't usually pre-order games, but I'm considering pre-ordering it. Well, sometimes, this. I mean, I, I'm i a pre-orderer if, it, if it's like the Batman games, the Resident Evil games, or so, or some of the boys' games, because you get extra stuff if, if you pre-order. Like, so when we pre-ordered, like, uh, Injustice, it came with extra characters that you you could buy later but you could get right away if you if you did the pre Yeah, Nintendo ain't doing that. Nintendo's okay. like fuck you, 60 bucks. So so the Mario Kart games are not super. Yeah, it's not the super
Super they're, Mario. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Okay. So you ran down twenty six games. Right. Uh, Wake wh- up. What? <laughs> one of them was the sandbox game. Mario Maker. Where you make your own thing. One of them's not out yet. Mario Odyssey. Uh, and then there was one other one that you can't complete. Uh, oh, Super Mario Sunshine. Thank I, you. I can't beat that game. No, I, I, I'm out of the twenty. Out of the so out of the twenty three games that do have a beginning, middle, and end. How many have you beat? Oh, um, probably probably twenty of them. I don't know. How many do we own? <laughs> the Royal We. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. Fifteen. I'll get. I don't know. What the hell? Who cares? What Wait, about, who's counting? I am. Uh, what? I, I'm doing it for insurance purposes. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're my auditor now. <laughs> when I burn this place to the uh, ground. No. Uh, the same voice from Mario in all the games. Oh right. The, <laughs> you think I'd look up his name before I came onto this podcast? His name is Charles Martineau. How do they pull that out of my ass? I don't know. I do, it's scary. It really. No, but. Uh, we're going to do another show on the Mario character and pop culture and everything, so we'll get sure. into his um, his audition and all that stuff. But for these 26 games, is it the same dude? Yes. I mean, all the way back. So this guy's Mario had- started speaking in Mar- Super Mario 64. That's when he goes, it's a me, a Mario. 64. So that was 96. Yeah. So That's what- a good 21-year run. Right. Exactly. Right. Is that 21 years? Good math. It is for now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm married to a half Asian, so I think by proxy, I get this moment of reason. Right, that's where I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to leave silence so I know where to cut. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, seriously, um, anybody still listening, thank you. And please, like, I keep trying to tell Joe. Joe's like, you know, who wants to listen to these? I'm like, you mean other than me? Because I like this stuff. I mean, I'd almost rather talk video games. It's like, you know, when the kids watch, like, people beating games. It's a fun thing. I've learned more about Mario than I thought I could ever retain. This is great. If anybody has any other suggestions about, like, you know, video game, video game characters, please, like, e- e- uh, you can't even, you can tweet at OptiGrabber at Twitter or the Jacques Four. Or the Car- or Carnival Podcast on Twitter, or the Facebook page, Carnival Podcast. Uh, But make sure you're looking up Carnival Personnel on Facebook, because Carnival Podcast is a whole other thing. Yeah, those guys are just... Yeah, those guys. (laughs) Uh, Any last thoughts on Super Mario? Uh, Nintendo ain't dead. Every, Every couple of years or so, the video game community... You know, pretty much rings the death knell for Nintendo. Oh, the Wii U was a disaster. They didn't sell any consoles. No, oh, they're, they, 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 I know they sold too. We bought them. Exactly right. Uh, they, trust me, Nintendo has a shit ton of money. Top of your head, is is he the most prolific character in video games? Yeah, I mean, he's the Mickey Mouse of video games. I mean, is there a close second? I mean, I'll Sonic. Pro- Sonic. Okay, well, yeah, because but Sonic went away for a long time. Right, but he's back. No, he's back now. But there was a good ten plus year gap between. No, no, it seems like that because Does... his games have been so shitty. Ah, uh, okay. The, the whole so that's a whole other podcast. Although I can't speak too much about Sonic because fuck Sonic. But Mario's but but, awesome. but Mario, you you you're not you're not exaggerating when you say he's been in hundreds of games. No, yeah, hundreds of games, hundreds of games. Yeah, like it would it would bore you to tears to list down like, oh my god, he was in you know he was the referee in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. That's great. Put in not. With permission from Shigeru Miyamoto. Oh. Yeah, they just fucking threw him in there, and then they released it, and then, like, uh, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I forgot to ask if we could actually do that. Yeah, so he was in there, you know, surreptitiously. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been in 
millions of games. Let's just, let's just say millions, because by the time I release this, he will have been yeah, in. Be four more games exactly. will come out by now and when this posts in a few days. Exactly. All right. Well, again, Carnival Personnel Sideshow, the Super Mario Edition. Uh, Joe, thank you for all the learning. You, I probably forgot stuff you already learned by listening to this podcast. Such as 